0: Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there.
1: He will go out and he'll be like, Mom, look at this new baseball hat I bought. And it's like $85. And I think he is crazy because... I don't value the hat, he does. It's a sport team, it's a limited edition hat, whatever the reason is, Ryan finds a value in that. So $85 to him is not a lot of money for it because they made it clear he's their ideal client and he understands what the value is. Me, I'm not. So I would say $85 for a baseball hat is too much money, but thats it's not for me, right? So we need to remember things like that. If you show the client your value, then that's what they will see. And value doesn't also mean I have to have champagne and chocolate-dipped strawberries. That's not value. Value is how you make the person feel.
0: Welcome to the Art and Soul show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso. A mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is a place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am interviewing Tanya Smith. Now she's been a women's portrait photographer since 2011 and she fell in love with how a boudoir session can change the way a woman sees herself. She has a background in corporate banking and sales but she tried to figure everything out on her own. After years of struggle she started investing in her education and working with mentors and taking lots of courses. She's constantly learning everything she can about running a successful boudoir business and has grown her studio to bring in mid-six figures in sales. Since 2017, She's been mentoring and coaching other boudoir photographers one on one who want to grow their business. Her online business course called the Profitable Boudoir and Portrait Academy has helped hundreds of portrait photographers from all over the world in every genre grow and scale their business. Now, when she first reached out, Tanya I was super excited because I hadn't met her before, and I'm really not in the boudoir world, but definitely in the portrait world, so having her on the show was just such a really wonderful conversation on some stuff that I really needed to unpack too. So without further ado, here is Tanya Smith. Welcome, Tanya. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry I messed that up. You want to start that again? I said welcome. No, that was great. You can say welcome (laughs) if you want to. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Welcome to you. Welcome to me. (laughs) No, it's all good. We're going to continue. Okay. What you're passionate about.
1: Yes, awesome. Well, I am a woman's portrait photographer. So, I'm, and I'm a fellow Canadian, which is awesome. We just figured that out. <laughs> um, and I photograph women, all women, all the time. So, mm. primarily, I'm a boudoir photographer. That's 99% of what I photograph. And I also am a business coach for photographers. So, I'm all about business and sales and marketing and all that kind of fun stuff. The stuff that makes us money, right?
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Now, I think for for photographers, talking about money is like kind of like a bit of a mental block and one of our biggest fears, especially raising our prices. So what mindset shift do you feel photographers might need to make to see their value and confidently charge and raise their prices?
1: Yes. And that's a really big thing, Lisa, because Mm -hmm. we're we're creatives at heart, right? right? We love making beautiful photos. We love showing I mean, people, oh, look at I did, and look at your photos and put them on the wall. But when it comes to the business side, we're not really that great at it. And I think that's kind of normal. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think it also comes from if you really love doing something you almost feel guilty charging for it because it's yes. it's pleasure it's not work for me i enjoy it but i think one of the biggest shift for me was the fact that if i'm working for such a low amount i'm taking away time from things that i want to do or from my kids or you know sleep and that kind of stuff so yes we want to do things and we want to do it you know for not charging we don't want to feel kind of gross about and salesy about it but when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else and you need to keep that balance of what are you saying no to? Is it your health? Is it your family? Mm -hmm. You know, is it things that you really enjoy doing? So I think that's a mind shift that sort of
0: helps you realize that you should be charging, right? Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think for me, it's been interesting. This year has been the first year I actually am not doing holiday mini sessions. Oh. And it's like something that was my jam. Like I'm the queen of Christmas. I love it. But this year I was, you know, my husband and I were talking he's like, I can't see you kill yourself another year. My team with Milky Way, they're like, Lisa, like you were overworked and you're so tired by December, like lights on, no one's home. And I said, so this year, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, well, oh my you. gosh. Oh my gosh, Tanya. So last night we started watching Ted Lasso. Have you seen it? Oh
1: yes. We just started watching it oh. too. We're two episodes in. <laughs>
0: <gasps> We're six episodes in. Oh, okay. and But like, but I wouldn't have that time to sit on the couch. Yes. Like right. If I had like continued to say yes. And exactly. that was one huge mindset shift that I've had to kind of Come over the hump of, and you know when you start looking at all the things that maybe you're missing out, or the things that you want to do, or or you know instead of instead of you know sitting editing while you watch TV, what if you just sat there with your family?
1: Yeah, exactly. And we're present,
0: became present and present,
1: right? So and I always say that.
0: Yeah, I always say I'm trying. We're not
1: trying to be busier. We're trying to be profitable. It's
0: so interesting because I think that we get so we get confused on profitability. Mm-hmm. We think that if we're charging and our expenses are taken care of and there's money left over to spend on props and dresses and you know lingerie, yeah. if you're a boudoir photographer, then you're profitable, but we forget about paying ourselves. Oh, yes. Can you t- can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, I and, and
1: because I teach business, one of the first yeah. things that I teach people is doing their numbers. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of a really good wake up call when you do your full cost of doing business and your cost of goods. So, yes, find out how much your lab charges you for this album, but also pay your assistant if you have one, pay your hair and makeup artist if you have one, pay your rent, all this stuff that you have to pay. And at the end of the day, you're looking at your hours and what's left over and also pay your taxes. So yeah. a lot of people kind of go, awesome. I made $700 from yeah. this and I paid my hair and makeup. I have 500 bucks. Well, you don't, you don't at all. So doing the numbers, I find almost all of my students are like, wow, that was a wake up call for me Yeah, because you want, you want to pay yourself. You're one of the last people that you pay and you shouldn't be. You should be the first person you pay. Yeah. So doing your numbers really makes you realize that, hey, doing these three-hour shoots for $500 or even $1,000 is not going to cut it. So, oh. I mean, I, I'm making over 5000 per client right now and yeah. I don't want to shoot for less than that. There's no reason for me to. So it,
0: when that. you do your numbers, it really, really makes things clear for you. Yeah, I love that because I think with knowledge is power, and I think it, I think as a photographer, and you know, I've been in this business ten years, and I can full disclosure, like I still don't charge enough. I, I have those blocks with raising yep. my prices and um, giving way too much, and I mean, I and logically I know
1: mm-hmm.
0: what I should be doing, yet I still sabotage myself yes. and. And and I just, I'm, I'm working on that one. I'm working on my limiting beliefs and my blocks on that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's easier said than done
0: though, isn't it? I
1: think it's, it's one of those things that I always say, you get people who say, you know, with mindset stuff, think positive, think positive. Honestly, I think that's baloney. You can't just think positive. My -hmm. big thing is try to limit the number of negative things you say, that's easier yeah. to do. So, yeah. you know, when you're in a spiral of, you know, I'm a terrible photographer and I don't have time to do this and no one wants to book with me, you can't just go, you know, and say, I am a successful photographer no. and money is, <laughs> I'm a money magnet. That stuff you don't believe it. So I think it helps when you kind of say, notice the negative things that you're saying out loud and to yourself about yourself And stop doing those. And I think that really helps. So Mm. yes, you should be saying, you know, I deserve to get paid for my time, but also stop saying no one's going to pay me for this. The photographer down the road charges less. Everyone's telling me I'm already priced too high. Those kind of negative things don't help you. So stop the negative instead of, you know, always trying to think positive and say positive things. I think that's more realistic.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think I was listening to a podcast recently, and it was about embodying um, your future self, about who, like, what would be the characteristics? What would be the attributes of that person? What actions would they be taking to be working towards those dreams? Mm -hmm. Because, of course, manifesting and, like, all that, like, it's it. Of course it does work, but also, you know, what really works too is action is taking action on those things, right? Yes, You have to manifest, but you also, you can't just like, you know, wait for the universe just to drop it in your lap. Like there are steps that you have to embody in order to get what you want. Yes, I agree. And
1: I think honestly, when it comes down to it, the difference between someone being successful, whether you're a photographer or in any kind of business is the ability to get stuff done. If you can get things done even when it's hard or especially when it's hard, then you're going to be successful because you have to just keep moving forward and you have to, you know, there's going to be a ton of things that fall in your way that make it really, really hard. And it never goes away. You're not going to get to this magical place where everything is easy. It just, it's a different level of
0: hard Totally, totally yeah. different level of challenges. And, yeah. and you know, it's interesting what you learn about yourself yes. along that and, and your ability to deal with those challenges mm-hmm. and even to look at them instead of being like, okay, well, that didn't work and I'm like a piece of poop. Yeah. It's like, no, that didn't work. And like, and next, what did I learn from this? What are exactly. the things I'm not going to be doing next time? And how can I become better because of this?
1: Yes. And I always say too, there's so many times, and I don't know why, especially as for as photographers, something didn't go right or, you know, uh, client client ghosted us or didn't pay or whatever. And the first thing we do is to hop on Facebook and tell everybody about how terrible this client was so that everyone can agree how terrible that client was. But it's one that's a waste of time. It's bad energy. But also, why did that happen? chances are maybe it was just the client, but maybe you didn't educate them enough. Maybe they didn't know Mm -hmm. what to expect. Maybe you didn't calm their nerves enough in the case of boudoir, right? Where people get cold feet. So instead of wasting your time and energy, you know, bitching about it, then figure out why it happened. And if there was something you could do to make this not happen next time. And that's, that's the part that's going to make you successful is to just take the, the lows and the things that you don't love that happen and turn them into a positive and figure out why it happened. 100%.
0: And the gift, like, there was recently, actually, no, it was about two years ago, I I had this one client, and I just, you know, like, when you have, like, a funny feeling? Yep. And I was just like, there's something just not, something's just not right, not, not, not right, not right. And finally, kind of everything sort of culminated, and I was like, wow, this is really not the client for me. Like, Mm -hmm. we do not align at all. And so, finally, I just was like, you know what? Here is your deposit back. And Mm I just, like, I kind of was just like, I just don't feel like, you know, this is a good fit. I'm just sending you lots of love and yeah. best wishes. And, yeah. you know, you kind of have to trust your instincts on those, too, instead of being like, well, sure. you know, I need the money. And because it it comes at a cost. Like, I've done it where yes. it just eats away at your soul. Oh, and you just dread right? the session. Oh, and, then, uh, and you don't uh, want to edit it. And you're yeah. just like, everything just feels like you're just drag you just just nails on chalkboard right yeah. but when it's aligned you're just like this is awesome everything is awesome this client's amazing they appreciate me and they love me and everything is wonderful um it's it's such a different experience but it listening is. to yourself on that i mm-hmm. think
1: and then you well, learn from that too mm-hmm.
0: What do Mm -hmm. I, how do
1: I avoid this next time? And for me, I do an in-person consultation because I will get to know them and I will know right away if I don't want to work with them again. So I'll never be in that situation Mm -hmm. where I don't want to do the shoot, right? So that's, that's another thing, right? Just learn from it. And then, you know, how do I find more of these other perfect clients? What do I do to get those clients in front of my camera? That's, that's
0: the ideal, right? Exactly, exactly. So for many new photographers, they, we talked a little bit about the photographer down the block and it's, that's usually where people look for to find their pricing and they just stay there. So can you maybe share your advice on how that we can just get away from that bad habit and any advice you might have on pricing yourself to be creating that profit to pay yourself? Yes. So that I love this question because it's one of
1: the biggest things. And I get people who come to me and go, oh, yeah, but Tanya, that's not going to work for me. And here's why. Here's all the reasons why. You don't understand. It's not going to work for me. And one of the biggest things is there's a guy down the road or in my city or whatever who charges less and gives all the USBs or whatever. And then you get people who go, well, that's easy. He's a bad photographer and you pay for quality. That's not necessarily true. Mm -mm. That person, lots of times, is a really good photographer. (laughs) So honestly, that client, if they find that person, they're going to get a really good deal. But if you just look at their pricing and do yours based on that, you have no idea what their full cost of doing business is. One they might be profitable, they might not be, but you don't know. And I always just say, it's not your business and it's none of your business. So like, it, it just doesn't make sense to run a business that you want to be profitable based on one piece of information from the person down the road, which is their pricing. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's not how to do it. And it doesn't matter if, I always say, if you try to price, be competitive on price, you're gonna lose all the time because there will be someone who's priced less than you. So it's just one of those things where you, if you do your numbers, you know what you need to make per client so that you can have a viable business that doesn't run you ragged. And it doesn't matter if this guy, I I literally have somebody who is literally down the street for me. Like (laughs) I drive past her studio. Um, She does boudoir. We are a different style. um, And she is a fraction of what I charge. And it, I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't know if she's profitable. I know she does her own hair and makeup. I know she shoots out of her house, so she doesn't have rent to pay. She doesn't pay hair and makeup artists, but I, it doesn't matter to me. No, Like it's, it's a hard thing to move past, but it's, it's just up there with an excuse as to what's holding you back from increasing your prices and being profitable. that's a big one. Also, people tell me that I'm too expensive. Right. That's a big one. You don't get it. I've asked around and everybody says I'm too expensive. Right. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Those aren't your clients.
0: No, they don't see your value. They don't see your value. Right. And 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 we're looking for the people that can. I had a conversation recently and, you know, I'm, I am one of, I'm still too low, but I am one of the higher priced in my area. And a client of mine, she was like, you know, people don't always like, they're like, wow, I can't believe you pay that. And she's like, but she's so valuable. Like what you get and the experience and da da da. Like and I'm like, but you know what? It doesn't bother me because those aren't my clients. If you can't right. see my value and you can't see the difference between my work and someone else's, that, right? You're not my client, that's, and, that's and that's okay. okay. Yes. Right? Yes.
1: Yeah. And this I tell me no. Yeah. I tell I tell the story. You mentioned value, and I tell the story mm-hmm. about my son. He's 21. Oh my god, he's 21. Oh my god,
0: you don't look <laughs> old enough to have a 21 year old.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and he loves sports, always did. So he will go out and he'll be like, mom, look at this new baseball hat I bought. And it's like $85. And I think he is crazy because I don't value the hat. He does. It's a sport team. It's a limited edition hat. Whatever the reason is, Ryan finds a value in that. So $85 to him is not a lot of money for it Mm -hmm. because they made it clear he's their ideal client and he understands what the value is. Me, I'm not. So I would say $85 for a baseball hat is too much money, but yeah. that's, it's not for me, right? So we need to remember things like that. If you show the client your value, then that's what they will see. And value doesn't also mean I have to have champagne and chocolate dipped strawberries. That's not value. Value is how you make the person feel
0: right? Yes. That's intangible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, they're comfortable with you. They trust you. They feel like you're going to guide them through the whole thing. You know, that kind of stuff. That's the value is how the person feels.
0: Yeah. It's so true. I had a session with newborn twins yesterday and the mom actually, she lived just, I had never met them before. They lived just on the way. She actually went home to pump, left dad and dad actually just went outside and ate apple. And you know, like I'm like, Wow, like they trust me so much that they are very comfortable leaving their brand new babies with me. Yep. And they know everything's going to be fine. Those babies are loved and taken care of in my, like, like. And how important is that for them? So important. Yes. You know,
1: to just take a breather for a second and not have to try to balance everything,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's the intangible value that we, you know, we have for our clients that I think we underestimate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so important. So can you share a quick tip on that? How to avoid the dreaded inquire and ghost and how you convert inquiries into bookings? Yes.
1: Well, first off, it's bound to happen when you are priced high. If you're a luxury photographer and you're priced high, which you should be, you are going to get people who reach out and think they're going to get everything for 500 bucks. (sighs) And that's okay. If they reach out it's okay for them to ghost you. But one of my biggest thing is when someone first reaches out, the first thing anybody knows how to ask is how much they don't know what else to ask. They're Uh not going to say, Hey, do you provide wardrobe? Do you provide like, they don't know what to ask. They like your photos. They reached out. They're going to ask you how much. And if you just say, Oh, well, most people spend $3,500. You'll never hear from them again because you didn't give them any value of what they're going to get for that. So my first thing is, um, in the email, or anytime you talk to a client, you want to kind of acknowledge what they said. You know, I'm getting married. Oh, congratulations. You're getting married. I have a new baby. Congrats. Like whatever. Acknowledge that. Tell them a little bit about the experience so they get excited. And then at that first inquiry, I give them a range of pricing. So I say you can spend anywhere between $1,600 and $4,200 or more is what I say. You know, that low entry will weed out people who think they're going to pay 500 bucks. So if they're like, whoa, $1,600 yeah. is a lot to start with, then that's okay. They're not your client. But if someone goes, hmm, I can do 1600 which is probably what they would do. No one thinks they're going to spend the high amount. Then they'll do next steps, which is meet me for a consultation. So if you can get people to meet with you, especially for me, for Boudoir, there's a lot of things that are pushing this person outside of their comfort zone, namely getting naked or half naked in front of yeah. a stranger's camera, right? That's the biggest thing. So if I can help them through any other ones, like even little things like how do I get to the studio? Where do I park, right? What does it look like in there? What does she have in her wardrobe? All of those unknowns, I'm going to help them get over. What is What am I like? Yeah. Do they click with me? You know, that kind of stuff. So all of that, is out of the way with the consult. And then for the shoot, the only thing they're worried about is, you know, I hope I look good in front of the camera. I hope I can do this, right? So that's one of the big things about helping people take the next steps one, get them excited and then give them a range. And then before they book, you make sure that they know all the details of your pricing because you don't want to throw that. I used to do that. Mm -mm. I used to say, I'm not going to tell them because it's a lot, but once they see the beautiful photos, they won't be able to resist and they're going to give me $5,000. No, they won't. (laughs) Not if they don't they'll be mad. (laughs) Yes. And yes, the photos will be beautiful and they'll just be like, damn it. Now I can't afford it. And you just Mm -hmm. wasted a whole shoot. So I definitely tell them, but one of the biggest things, the easiest things to do. So that people don't ghost you on the day of the shoot is to take a retainer. Yeah. So, you know, I take a thousand dollars retainer, you know, to hold their shoot date. I take that at the consult and that whole $1,000 comes off of whatever they purchase. So no one's going to not show up. They just gave me a thousand dollars plus my session fee. But yeah, it's it's just all about really holding their hand and guiding them through the whole thing so that by the time they're in front of your camera, you have someone who is super excited to do this and understands that they're going to be paying money for it.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think, I think that's, you know, that that's the hugest thing is finding those clients, those ideal clients, mm-hmm. because it, it's so easy to get stuck into a vortex of maybe like a friend group who maybe is not your ideal yeah. client. So I love that you do the consultation and the retainer and especially a large retainer mm-hmm. because, you know, I've always uh, just done like a hundred, two hundred bucks, but yeah. <laughs> like raise it up.
1: Sure. Why not? Because yeah. and, and that's a big thing. Money spent is money forgotten, right? So yeah. if I'm showing them when they see their images and they love them and they see that my top package is forty two hundred dollars, but remember you already yeah. paid me a thousand, so it's really thirty two hundred dollars today you know, I it doesn't that. feel as bad. Right. So I used to start, I used to take $500. Then I raised it to 600, then at 900. And then just because math was easy, I did. Oh, I love easy <laughs> I did math. That, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes. I love it. Now, do you find that you have a lot of repeat clients as well? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know if I have a lot, not like a family where, you know, yeah. we had another kid, we need more photos, yeah. not like that. But um, I do get people who come in again a few years later and mm-hmm. do another shoot. Now, I do have clients that are fully addicted to boudoir and, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're the ones who... You know, the first one was, I don't want to be too naked. I just want to do, you know, sexy clothes. And then her next one was lingerie. And then by her fourth one, she was just, let's do all nudes, yeah. you know. So um, sometimes it's a bravery thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. they come back in and bring their their husband to do a couple shoot. Mm. And sometimes if I really love them and they were like really fun clients to shoot, um, they'll ask me, you know what, will you can't we well, do my myself and my daughter like, you know, as in beauty, not because boudoir. Obviously, mm. that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> But um, like a mother-daughter shoot, and yeah. I do that for them, even though it's not technically my thing. But yeah, um, yeah. So I do, I do do that for sure, and I love it because if somebody was a great client and spent five, six thousand dollars, yes, I will photograph you again because yeah. I know they know what to expect, they know how much it's going to be. So yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: Now, have you ever run into this situation where you've had a really good client um, who and then becomes a friend and then starts expecting things for free? Because I know that's something that a lot of our students and perhaps the host of the show that has run into. <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
1: Yeah. I think honestly, if you come out with it at the beginning, I've never had it happen. I honestly Mm -hmm. have not had it happen. Now I've had some people who are, um, you know, friends of friends and we've been chatting, you know, back and forth and we're, we're commenting on people's business accounts. She comments on mine, whatever. And then she reaches out to kind of say, um, well, uh, I got from, she probably won't hear this, so that's okay. (laughs) Um, but a real estate agent that I have right now, she's a you know, friend of a friend, really nice. And I said, she said, gave me a good discount on the commission. And can I do a free shoot? And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, the 0.25% that you gave me is not going to translate into $5,000. I mean, I'll Mm -hmm. do exchange for exchange. So all I do, what I do, and I actually have a podcast episode, I think it's number two, where I talk about this. And I talk about a friends and family discount, which is just my blanket statement to for this case, where I would give a voucher, so the voucher includes um, a free session. The session fee is taken care of, which for me is three ninety five, and I'll give them anywhere from five hundred to eight hundred dollars off of anything they yep. order. So they're getting a valuable. Voucher, right? You know, 800 plus 400, which is great or whatever it is. But I still treat them like a client. So you still come in to do the consult. You still look at the wardrobe. We still plan it out. And you still give me a thousand dollar retainer. And then plus you also have that 800 credit. So if you are putting a value on your work and your stuff, people don't ask you. I mean, family used to ask me, you know, are you coming to uh, so and so's birthday? Bring your camera. I used to get that all the time, but I just, it's at the studio.
0: So (laughs) yeah. Well, it's I interesting. It. I'm, I'm going to get your take on this one because yeah. this is something that happened to me um, a few months ago. And I was just kind of a little shell-shocked. I wasn't really sure how to respond. And this is like an acquaintance that I probably haven't talked to, you know, maybe in a few years. Mm-hmm. And she just reached out and she said, hey, sent me this photo of, of another local photographer's work, boudoir. I don't actually shoot boudoir. And it was like, you know what would be really fun is if we went and, and did this. It wasn't, can I hire you? It wasn't... Oh, yes. Well, it was like, you know, it'd be really fun. And I'm just like. Yeah, fun for you. Who, Work for me. Who, right? Like yes. working for free really isn't that fun for me. So I was like kind of shell-shocked. i like, what would be your response to a situation like that? Yeah.
1: So, and, and the, so that would be, for me, that would be a, hey, look, you know, it would be really fun if you photograph my newborn baby because I don't, yeah. right? It's not yeah. the thing. So one, I would, if you don't want to get into boudoir, that person asked you that. I would just literally say, I don't photograph boudoir. I wouldn't do you any justice. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to pose you, whatever. Oh, just try it. It'll be really fun. And just go, no, I I don't. I have book sessions and I only do one book session a week or two a week or whatever you take. And I don't. Like, honestly, for me, maybe you're just way nicer than I am. (laughs) Because for me, I'd be like, no, thanks. That's all I would say. (laughs) Truly. Maybe that's not helpful. But you have to put, you have to think for someone to ask you that. It's kind of their thing, not your thing. This is something right? that was kinda of rude. It's rude. And but sometimes people don't think they really think that you literally just have to pick up your camera and take a photo yeah. and it's easy, right? Yeah. But for me, I'm not someone who would explain to people, all the stuff that's involved. So if that literally happened to me, like I get things, um, you know, I'm at a party and people find, oh, what do you do? I'm a photographer. Oh, wow. Oh, I'd love to, um, Uh you know, how much does it cost? (laughs) I'd love to. And you know what I say? Because it's a party, I'm not going to sell them there. I just go, well, I'm expensive. And if you want, you know, that's all I say. Because if they literally are like, no, I really do show me some of your work and they're interested be like, send me an email. I'll, I'll send you an email. Give me your email address and I'll send you more information. But Mm -hmm. I literally am am like, are you kidding me? Like if that, if that was the case, I'd be like, are you kidding? That's going to cost you a lot of money. Are you sure you want to do it? Does it still sound fun? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. People will ask and you have to be able to kind of be like, no, but here's a voucher. I'm happy to have you come in and talk about it. Here's a voucher. Well, how much is this going to cost me? Well, most people spend around $3,000 and that'll either
0: shut them down or yeah, you know, it's something that I'm working on recently. Like I think yeah. I've sh- shared another podcast. Like I'm just really working on my Boundaries yes. and limits and relationships. Like I'm yeah. just definitely having a very big glow up in my life recently. Yeah. So I, it's interesting because I keep running into these new situations like this, and I'm like, oh, it's just the universe just trying to teach me some trying lessons to teach here. You. Yep, and and it will. It does get easier.
1: Like it yeah. really does. You do it once, and you're like, oh my god, that was awkward. And yeah. then you know you keep doing it, and it does get easier. And honestly, people they just don't ask me anymore.
0: Yep. Yeah. I love that, which is what will happen. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is hard. So, what would you say is your key to staying on track and achieving what you want for your business? Because I think with any business, it's really mm-hmm. our, really easy to start, but consistency is really tricky. So, what yeah. advice do you have for our listeners on that?
1: It is honestly and and truthfully, this is something that I uh, is is a work in progress for me. Like I really have to like like we talked about it, just keep doing it just keep moving forward and it's really it's difficult because there are times when it's really hard and you're think and you think hey but you know what i could do this new shiny new thing and that way i put the hard thing on the back burner and i'm still working on my business because i'm doing something new and shiny and exciting but we have to stick i mean unless you decide that it's really something you don't want to do but if you do want to be a photographer and make money and be profitable um then you just have to keep moving forward and there is no magic thing. You kind of find what works for you. For me, I've learned that I need to step away. So I literally need to take a day. I usually cry. There's some tears involved. (laughs) And then I take a day. And then the next day I feel like, okay, I'm good. Sometimes it takes two days, you know? But I, I think, again, the more you go through these things and you realize, hey, I came out the other side and now I've moved up to this level, And then I'm going to have these other challenges. And now you just kind of realize that, yeah, things are going to get hard and I'm going to have some tears and that's okay. And then I'll just keep going. So whatever it is for you, is it, you know, sometimes it's tears and margaritas, like whatever you (laughs) need it to be to get you through it. Sometimes it's take a day with your kids. You know, sometimes it's literally turn off social media Um, whatever you need to do to recharge do it because, you know, you are the business and you need to take care of yourself, but just know that you are going to get through it. You can do hard things, right? That's a big thing. I tell my kids that all the time. It's okay. If something's hard, you can still do it. It's just hard. Right. So, So true. yeah, I think we, it's important for us to just find what we need personally as, you know, different people, what you need to do to get yourself past the hump. So that you can just keep moving forward.
0: I think it's interesting too, because it, you can often get a little confused on it When, if it becomes hard, you start thinking maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. Right. And you're right. like, do I keep going? Do I quit? Do I keep going? Like, uh, th- yeah. is, does everyone find it this hard? Yeah. And I think, right? yes, everyone does. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's also, that's the negative thoughts thing, right? Because yeah. your, your brain's trying to keep you safe and going, you know yep. what, this is difficult. And now you're doing something that you've never done before. So you don't know what to expect. Like I had a mentor talk to me about, you know, most people, if you ask them where they are in their photography business, like level one is I don't even know where my next client comes from. And level 10 is, you know, I have a private plane. I've got everything good for me. So (laughs) where are you? And most people are in the middle, four and five, right? So she always says that's level five thinking got you to where you are right now. But when you want to get up to level eight, nine, and 10, you have to think differently. You have to be someone different because what you've done so far, great job, got you to this level, but what you're doing needs to change so that you can get to the next level. So is it hiring another mentor? Is it learning something new from someone else who's ahead of you? You know, is it changing your thoughts and limiting your negative thoughts that you have is whatever it is you need to do so that you can get to the next level because you can't just keep doing the same things. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's so true. It, yeah. And I think the more that you're aware of what you need to change and how you need to do that, then then the more it
0: kind of just starts happening and it's easier for it to happen. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like with this, I love I love the leveling up. I love that because it's yeah. like you don't you don't even realize that you maybe you've limited yourself at a certain level.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. And, the, and it's the, easy. It, it's easy. Yeah. And the only thing that really has to change is how you think about the situation or how you you know, how you're thinking about yourself. Yeah.
1: And I need to do oh. something scary, like I need to yeah. hire an editor, or yeah. I need to hire an assistant, or whatever it is that's scary that you've never done before. So how do I do? That? How do I pay an yeah. assistant when I'm, you know, at my limit for money? Well, you can only yeah. do so much with how you are right now. So something yeah. needs to change.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, and I it's think a scary I th- think. And I think a lot of the times we get so caught up in the how, and we get like we overthink the yeah, how that we're like, we don't, yes. right? We don't think it can happen for us because we don't. And we don't. We can't think through the how? Yes. And then we stay stuck.
1: Yes, it's true. And yeah.
0: I am a classic overthinker <laughs> and
1: it's I don't think you're trying to get rid of the thing. Like for me, I used to go, I have to stop overthinking, I have to stop overthinking. I can it's really hard to do. So it's what ingrained. I do is yeah. yes. What I do instead is I go, hold it. Am I overthinking? Yeah. Do I need to do all of these things, you know? Or, and then I go, okay, good. So I acknowledge that I'm overthinking and then I can move past it. Right. And that's why, um, all of my teachings and everything I do, it's all about keeping it simple, minimalist. I don't, I don't want to make it confusing because I know that I can fall into that trap. So a lot of times, you know, I'll have, you know, coaching session with some of my students and they're asking me, what about this and this and this? And I go, well, did this happen? No, but what if this did? Then we deal with it when it happens, but chances are it never will. What if my client says this? What if they do this? They're not going to, or if they do, it might happen, you know, once and it's a one-off and it doesn't matter. So just move forward and see what
0: happens. Yeah. And like, what is the best case scenario? What if that happened? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what right? if? Exactly. Like, what if, right? Yeah. I think, you know, we we get so caught up in our thoughts. And one thing has been really entangled for me is like, because I love to overthink too, yep. is just stopping and, and kind of looking and saying, okay, well, this is a thought. And is this thought serving me? Exactly. Right? Is this like for yep. the good? Or, yes. and if not, like, okay, think of it like the thoughts like a car on the highway and it can just keep going. I'm not going to attach to it. And that's yes. really, that's one thing I that's love just that. helped me. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Whatever
1: you need to do to visualize this. And is it is it helpful? And same with should I do this, right? Mm, should, should I keep going? Should I do that? Should, yeah. Then yeah, that's the big thing, right? <laughs> Who says it? Who says should, right? Yeah. Should you? I don't know. Should you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I read something just the other day on Instagram and they were saying, if you're trying to make a big life decision, figure, will it bring you peace? Will it bring mm. you more happiness to your life? Then maybe you should consider it, right? So, um, but what would bring you peace, stopping being a photographer or moving forward and being profitable, right? Yeah. And then if it's moving forward and being profitable, then what do you need to do to make that happen and to be more profitable and then figure that out, right? And exactly. lots of times
0: it's learning from other people. Is that, it's, it's it's really just having systems, creating those yes. systems oh, that like yes. work on autopilot and then yes. you're like, okay, instead of like me doing all these things, it's working for me and I don't yeah, have to do that. Yeah.
1: yeah, As much as you can for sure.
0: Okay, so what challenges have you faced as a photography business owner, both personally and professionally, that have helped you create the business that really aligns with you?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, that's Hmm. such a good question. Okay, so yes, I did all the things, right? The overthinking and all that kind of stuff. I also have a really big thing about you have to be busy all the time. The hustle, hustle, hustle thing. That's, I have to stop myself from doing that. And my husband's so good about that. Little things like, you know, we go for a walk in the morning and sometimes I'm too hungry. I don't feel like going for a walk. So and then at three o'clock he goes, let's go for a walk. And I say, Well, I can't. It's the middle of the workday. And he says, But it's your business and you can do what and that was a really hard thing for me. So honestly, I, I I sort of just have to be my own cheerleader. I have a journal and I put down things and then you kind of read it and go, if a student or if my kid asked me this what would i tell them right Ooh, so that's and a that's a one. really yeah and a lot of times too it's it's my daughter if my daughter asked me this and said mom this is too hard i can't do it what would i say to her right Ooh. so and so i try to do write down the things as if it's from someone else i e my daughter my kids and what would i tell them what would my advice be to them so mm. that's a that's something that i really had to do but one of the biggest things is i don't have to be super busy and i can make really good money. Like I shoot only one to two times per week and I'm making close to half a million dollar in sales. Yeah, Like I don't have to do four and five sessions, right? I don't have to get bigger. I don't have to do all this stuff. So again, yes, systems, systems, systems. You have to have a CRM. You have to have, you know, your online scheduling, a lot of things like that. But I think one of the biggest things is that I really What aligns with me is boudoir. So Mm. I used to do portraits for everybody and I do branding for men and all this kind of stuff. And now, no, I really just want to do boudoir. For me, when I see how it changes the way a woman looks at herself, it's amazing. And I have this little thing in my head that I want someone to thank me for this. And it's just such a great feeling, someone, as they're handing me $5,000 or $6,000, they're saying thank you to me. And I'm like, okay, I did what I wanted to do. So for me, photographing women in their most vulnerable state and helping them see themselves differently, that's what makes me feel good about what I do and what I shoot. And then on the flip side of that is teaching photographers and being like, I know what you went through. I understand what this is like. This is where I was. So let me help you and then do the work and then they go, oh my god, it worked! And I remember yeah. at the beginning going, it did. It's not just a fluke; it works, <laughs> you know. Yes. So, and it's such a good feeling to be like I've mm-hmm. had people say, you know, they've changed their life, they've retired their spouse from a job that their spouse hated, you know, things like that. I'm like, wow! Like I helped people do that, and it's it's really about that for me. Where yeah, of course I want to make mm-hmm. money. Um, I'm not going to do it for free, like we talked yeah. about. But I also want it to be something that's valuable for either students or clients for sure. And that really is the biggest thing for me. I
0: love that. I love that. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now, you have um, the Profitable Boudoir and Portrait Academy. Mm -hmm. So what have you found to be the biggest light bulb moment for your students? Um, I think it's the numbers section, the one that nobody wants to do.
1: So Uh everyone kind of goes, it's fine. I've done my numbers. It's okay. I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. you need to do this first part. And it, and it's numbers. Nobody wants to do numbers. It's not yeah. fun. <laughs> but it kind of is fun because once you do it all and put everything in there, all of a sudden you go, Hold on, you're telling me that I can cut my shoots in half and make more money. You know, it's a really big light bulb moment for people when they realize that. So when you go through the course, the first thing you do is numbers and then yeah. you do your pricing, you know, yeah. and then later we get into sales and all that kind of stuff. But knowing your numbers and starting off in the right place is a really really big eye opener for most people who go through the course.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think yeah. it's so funny cuz even even photographers that have been doing it for 10 years yep. there is you know just because you've been doing it longer doesn't mean your actual your numbers are Mm-hmm. correct. You yeah. know, and, and that and at one point it almost gets em- like you're embarrassed to even look cause you're like, well, I've been doing it for 10 years. I probably should know my yeah. numbers, but I don't know my numbers. Oh my God. I'm so yes, <laughs> like, Yes.
1: Well, okay. one of my biggest, cl- um, one of my first students who was one of my founding members when I first did the course, she was a photographer for 25 years yeah. and she's like seriously a really good photographer. Like yeah. she is so good and she wasn't making any money, yeah. no money at all. Like she'd make 500 bucks and do it. And she's super nice and didn't want to charge yeah. people and felt awkward. And she went through my course and she's like, it's changed my life, not just my business, my whole life, you know? It. So she, and the first time she, you know, said her prices out loud, she's like, I honestly felt like I was going to throw up. Like it was yeah. physically hard for her to do, but um, yeah, she did it. And now she's making two thousand, twenty five hundred dollars She made 3000 from someone like it's, it's a really... And, and And for yourself to kind of go, "I can do this. I can make yeah. this kind of money." Yeah, for sure you can. Right? So it's actually the photographers that have been in business for a few years that have realized that, okay, I know my stuff, I've taken all these editing courses and lighting courses and all that kind of stuff, but now I'm not making any money and they need to do the business stuff instead of doing it, you know, the other way around.
0: Yeah. And they're so
1: good. They're so good. You can be the best photographer ever and not make any money and you can be a mediocre photographer and make lots, lots of money. (laughs) Yeah. So So the business is
0: important for sure. All right. So you ready for a speed round? Yes. Yes. Okay. I love this. Coffee or tea? (laughs) Coffee. Uh, favorite day of
1: the week. That one. Now I read that one. I don't know. Cause I love Monday. I'm not, yeah. I love, no, I'm excited to get going do, for work. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Friday because it is a weekend and I do take mm. a weekend. So I don't work there. So I'd say Monday and Friday. I love it.
0: <laughs> um, favorite guilty pleasure. Margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <What kind>? Lime.
1: <laughs> Lime. Yep. Just regular Lime. on the rocks. Yeah. I used to be a bartender, so I make really good. I'll have to have one one day. I'll make one for you.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Moscow mules are like my jam. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Those are yummy, too.
0: (laughs) Favorite movie.
1: That's a tough one because I am a movie buff. I'm a big horror fan. Not a lot of people oh. know that. Yes. So I do love horror movies. Stephen King's one of my favorite writers. So honestly, that one is super hard. I love Fight Club. was oh, one of my favorites. That's a good one. I love 12 Monkeys. <gasps> I was just thinking 12 Monkeys. Yes, I really <laughs> like that one. So I don't know. It's, that's a different one. It changes yeah. based on, it's October. So yeah. I'm talking about, you know, Halloween stuff.
0: <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. What lights up your soul? Um, shooting, honestly, mm-hmm. I do yeah.
1: love it. And my, even my husband tells me every once in a while, he's like, do you have a shoot coming up? Because, uh, <laughs> I think you need it. <laughs> <laughs> my husband says that too. <laughs> yeah. And I think, oh, I'm pooped from my shoot. You know, it's yeah. good. I'm going to take a week off. And yeah. then I'm kind of like, I need it. I need a fix. I need someone in front of my camera.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so what do you wish you knew when you were first starting out as a photographer?
1: Um, I think I wish that I knew one, to expect it to be hard. I didn't know it was going to be that hard, but also how rewarding it was going to be. I also didn't know how rewarding it would be to get through hard things and realize yourself. I mean, the, the biggest aha moments about my own person, my own self, was running my own business. Like So many things I learned about myself. So I think I would have probably have liked to known that and also... To pay someone earlier, honestly, because I got mentors like five, six years in. And if I had done it earlier, even though it would have hurt to give money up, up front, then I would have been making money earlier, you know, oh, just by that. just asking someone else to be like, can you show me your systems that is making you money? And I think yeah. I wish I did that earlier for sure. I love that.
0: And believing yeah. it would work for you. Right. and believing. Yeah. Maybe I could just want to tell
1: myself you can do this. This is yes. what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, All right. For sure. What's, what's for dinner tonight? If it's up to
1: me, it's always pasta, always mm. pasta. I love it. And then, but I also really like Mexican too Ooh, with the margarita. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for me, my, it's always pasta for me, any kind of pasta.
0: Have you made the TikTok pasta? Yes,
1: and it works. Oh, I have to try it. Yeah, the the one with the feta and the tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. it was so easy. Threw it in there. It mixed yeah. it all up. It was great. Yeah, it really there was worked. a new was one. Heavy. I
0: I just saw a vodka pasta or something on TikTok. Oh. I have to find the recipe for you. It was like oh, yes. apparently it's me. Me. like the bomb. So like penne alla vodka, that one, uh, something like that. But it was like some celebrities vodka ooh. pasta. So I was like, ooh, I'm going to try that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Pasta and easy. Then I'm. It's even better. <laughs>
0: So I love to end my interviews with this last question, and it is: What are you curious about, or artistically curious about?
1: Oh my gosh, yes! So there's there's a lot of things that I do. I'm very DIY, very crafty, and currently right now, and I make my own soap. Like you Fun. know, it's only from necessity because I have super sensitive skin, and everything was breaking me out. So I just make my own pure castile soap, just made with um, olive oil and water and lye, and that's it. Um, which is really fun, and I love doing that. I've been doing that for a few years, um, and I'm also totally into right now fermenting things. Oh, so I've, I'm making like kombucha. My own s- yes, I'm making kombucha. I'm making sauerkraut, mm-hmm. and I'm making um, kefir or kefir, Ooh,
0: however you kefir. say it. kefir. Oh, yeah. have you made
1: sourdough bread. No, I haven't. No, I, I, I don't haven't have either. the culture for that, but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I could try it. Yeah, Ooh, my husband's love like three things fermenting on the counter <laughs> right now is enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, uh, well Tanya, thank you so much for your time today. Now, where can our listeners learn more from you? Yeah,
1: beautiful. Um well, they can it, it's photographers who you're listening who's listening, so they can go to my photography website which is um my photographers website which is profitableportraits.com and then they can learn all about uh, how they can follow me, they can join my Facebook group which I would love to have them. I have a group for just for photographers and there's lots of free trainings and stuff in there, so
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging me today. This this was a
1: blast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love chatting with you.
0: Oh, my friends, I just loved that conversation and really, really stood out to me was looking at measuring ourselves with profitability and not the hustle and how busy we are. Now, if you're someone who maybe has been struggling in that sort of balance between profitability and just really working and working and working, I would definitely suggest checking out Tanya's calculator on finding out your profitability and we will make sure we share that in the show notes. I'm sending you so much of my light and love today and every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the art and soul show. If you're the kind of person that likes helping others, please share this podcast with your photographer friends. Sharing is caring and it's our mission to help as many photographers create a business and life they are truly passionate about. I'm here to support you on your journey. And if you have any questions, topics, or guests you would love to hear from, please shoot me a note at lisaatthemilkyway.ca and we may even feature your question in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today and I will see you soon.